Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I should have titled this morning's sermon, Faith and Fear, not Faith versus Fear. I actually don't think it's helpful to set up the relationship between faith and fear as if it were a battle, as if one contender will win and one will lose. In my experience, the relationship between faith and fear is much more complicated than that. Fear is natural. Fear serves a useful function. It is designed to keep us safe. We actually don't want to get rid of fear. But we also do not want fear to rule our lives. We cannot allow fear to dictate our actions and our choices, not if we want to be faithful. Our psalm this morning repeats this dance between fear and faith over and over again. The writer affirms his or her faith in God over and over again. The writer affirms his desire to be close to God, to know God's ways. The writer affirms her desire to live with God, to commune with God in the temple. And the writer also names many reasons to fear. Evildoers, adversaries, foes, an army against me, being forsaken by family, false witnesses, and violence. The picture the writer paints of life is that there are dangers all around, so many things to be afraid of. But all these things are balanced by the steadfast presence of God, God who is our light and our salvation, God who shelters us, God who teaches and leads us. God whose goodness is visible in the land of the living. All this from the psalm. Back and forth between fear and faith, between dangers around us and the reassurance of God's presence, this is the rhythm of our psalm this morning. It is a very human picture of a very human experience. I'm actually a fairly fearful person by nature. I've struggled my whole life with being afraid of all kinds of things. If I were to avoid everything I am or have been afraid of, I would have had a very narrow life indeed. And God does not call us to narrow lives. Our theme in this season of Lent is the theme of turning toward God, of returning to God. I am convinced that fear is one of the biggest threats to faithful living. And again, fear is natural and necessary. I don't think humans will ever free ourselves of fear, nor should we. But when we allow fear to dictate our decisions, I am convinced those decisions will turn us away from God. I also believe that facing our fears can be a powerful tool for turning or returning toward God. Lent is a season of introspection, a time of self-examination. So I think it is helpful for our own spiritual growth 
if we approach the question of fear and faith in a personal and introspective way. What are some of the things you are afraid of? What or who do you avoid as a result of your fears? In my own life, I have experienced this interplay of faith and fear. I have experienced this particularly when I have done things that scared me and discovered that a bigger life is available to me on the other side of that fear. Where fear might separate me from people, faith calls me to seek relationships with all kinds of people. In seminary, I took a class on ministry with the incarcerated, And as part of the class, just one time, I went with classmates to offer a Bible study for women in the West County Detention Center in Richmond. I was a little bit scared to go into the jail. And as we sat in a small group and talked about the Bible and shared our perspectives, of course I discovered that it was so easy to recognize our common humanity, really. And my picture of who I could relate to expanded just a bit. My fear of people who I saw as different shrunk just a little bit. When I worked as a hospital chaplain, I was assigned to the psychiatric hospital. Part of my reason for choosing this was to challenge my fear of people with severe mental illness. And again, of course I discovered that people are people. Now, I am oversimplifying this too much, and the stories and experiences like working in a psychiatric hospital are many and diverse. But my experience has strengthened my conviction that faith often calls us to move toward what we fear, and that the reward of doing so can be tremendous. For me, it has felt as if the space for me to move in grew a little bit bigger, and my fear became just a little bit smaller. I think it is helpful for our own spiritual growth if we approach the question of fear and faith in a personal and introspective way. Lent is a season of self-examination. But having said that, the real cost of allowing fear rather than faith to dictate our choices is sometimes most obvious on a national scale. I have a strong conviction that our fears often tempt us to turn away from God. And I believe that this truth is behind Pope Francis' statement about Donald Trump on Thursday. In response to statements Trump has made, Pope Francis stated this week that to build a wall between the United States and Mexico is not Christian. Building a wall is an action born of fear. Faith teaches us to welcome the stranger. Our nation marked an anniversary of fear this week. On February 19, 1942, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066, the executive order that paved the way for deporting Japanese Americans into internment camps. Our nation acted out of fear. The impact on Japanese Americans was devastating. And the way that period 
demonstrated and shaped the character of this nation is shameful. Faith is the voice that moves us to say never again. And even today, voices of fear suggest that we as a nation could do something similar again. Fear builds walls and separates us from one another. Faith builds bridges and draws us into relationships. And this dynamic plays out in similar ways, whether it is on the national scale or the individual. Fear moves us to protect ourselves. And we live in a world full of real dangers, as real as the dangers named by the writer of our psalm. But the nature of fear is that it sometimes provokes us to believe that minimal threats are instead overwhelming. It moves us to overreact. And whether a danger is real or exaggerated or even imaginary, the Christian life calls us to live fully, to live fully even at great cost, to give at ourselves of ourselves, even when this involves risk. And this is the opposite of protecting ourselves. This desire or even need to protect ourselves is what some people claim as the rationale for having guns. Jerry Falwell Jr. is the president of Liberty University. In December, he called for students at that Christian university to arm themselves. He was referring to the shootings in San Bernardino, and and he said, if more good people had concealed carry permits, then we could end those Muslims before they walked in and and killed them. Jerry Falwell Jr. would never admit it, but this is the voice of fear, not faith. I was reading some comments back and forth online, always a risky business, in response to Jerry Falwell's statement. People were talking specifically about how calling for guns represented or didn't represent a Christian perspective. One self-identified Christian was writing in support of Falwell's statement, supporting the call for Christians to arm themselves. In a final statement intended to drive home his point, he asked in a tone of outrage, what do you think Jesus would do? Do you really think Jesus would just let someone kill him? (laughs) Do you really think Jesus would just let someone kill him? He did. Jesus did let someone kill him. Let a whole system of someones kill him. Jesus understood that the cost of protecting himself was too high a price to pay. Jesus understood that to prioritize protecting himself over doing the work he was called to do would interfere with the path God called him to. Was Jesus afraid of death? We cannot know. What we do know is that the Christian tradition tells us that Jesus had the power and freedom to choose another path if he had wanted to, but Jesus freely chose the way of the cross. Jesus freely chose to live fully in the face of a dangerous world. 
Jesus chose a ministry of justice for the poor and hungry and outcast in the face of a political system that harshly punished anyone who challenged the system. In this season of Lent, we are moving steadily toward that event of Jesus dying on the cross. We are moving toward something terrifying, something that merits being afraid. And we move toward this event because living fully means facing our fears. Living fully means continuing on the journey despite the risks, to follow Christ, not counting the costs, to opt for relationship over separation. Our faith calls us to turn toward God over and over again. Fear might tempt us to turn away from God, especially in those times when fear moves us away from our brothers and sisters, moves us away from other children of God who seem somehow frightening because they are so different from us. But faith always calls us to embrace the stranger, to draw closer to brothers and sisters who seem different from us. Faith reminds us of our common humanity. Our trust in God will wax and wane. We will all know times of turning away from God, even unintentionally. But in Lent, we hear the call again to return to God, to turn toward God, even in the face of our fears. We walk this journey together, hoping to live our faith hoping to turn and return toward God. Amen.